Join us as we flashback to the best of Bygone Geek in 2022. Episode 9, Toys Time Forgot. My mega toy collection has to come from Power Rangers. Go, go Power Rangers! I had, I, I, it's amazing how many Power Ranger toys I had. They came out with a, a Power Ranger that had a bigger chest. Okay. I think do you I remember. Rem- what, yeah, I think I do remember that. So do you remember um, what was in his chest? I don't, but I specifically do remember like a beefier looking one. I don't remember what was in his chest though. If you flipped his morpher on his belt, his his face came out of his chest. Oh, okay. Without the mask. Okay. I had the all of the Rangers for that, but my favorite was obviously the Green Ranger. Uh-huh. Sorry, White Ranger fans. Sorry, Red Ranger fans. Here's a story that I have as a kid. Uh, I remember going to like a daycare and I had a cardboard cutout that I took with me uh-huh. of the Dragon Dagger. Oh, nice. That's I, cool. I feel like they called my mom and said, this kid's playing with a cardboard cutout of this while everyone has the real one. Because I remember the next day I had the real one, I feel. Um, One of the biggest TV shows that I think I had stuff from is I loved the real Ghostbusters uh, cartoon TV show. Much like how you were talking about with the Power Ranger having like a morphing feature or something yes. popping out, those, the real Ghostbusters action figures specifically, there was like, they were called Fright Series and then Super Fright Series ones, where if you like squeeze their legs, their eyes would bulge out of their head, their hair would go up, their ears would go out. And the whole oh, thing they were was, scared. yeah, they were scared that they saw, oh, they cool. saw a ghost and were freaking out. <laughs> and all of these mechanisms were just so intricate and cool. And, and, and they would not only have those features, but they would come like with like some sort of a piece of gear. And then some of them had corresponding ghosts that came with them too, which were really fun. He's an ugly little spud, isn't he? I think he can hear you, Ray. I had all the stuff from Power Rangers, like I said, the Megazord, all that stuff. But then I also had so many Ninja Turtles. The, The accessory was a pizza shooter. Oh, yeah. And it shot out those pizza discs. Yeah. Uh, those are probably under the couch. Oh, everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So. And there were just so many. Like a basketball version of a turtle, an astronaut version of a turtle. Island treasure set Ninja Turtle. Yeah. You know, they're just sitting on the beach and they're wearing Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. It was <laughs> it's just so like... weirdly specific. Where did he come up with this stuff? The next toy I had for kids, we have to talk about this because we didn't really talk. We did a episode on the Batman, I, yeah. but we didn't talk about the cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon was a. I had every Batman toy from that cartoon. It was like a puffier chest. Yeah, but they made him in every skin or costume again kind of yeah. like the ninja turtles that you could imagine every iteration of camouflage uh like accessory things you've never seen in a comic book of batman or a t- <laughs> the tv show or the movie you're just like you're just making stuff up 
to like boost toy sales. We know what you're doing, but I want it anyway. <laughs> and they always put like the word claw at the end because yeah. he had some kind of claw type yeah. toy. Iron plumber claw. claw. Yeah. 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 Wait, what'd you say? Iron I said claw? iron claw. You say plumber claw? That's a lot cooler than plumber. <laughs> I don't know why. He's fishing out a clogged toilet or something? <laughs> that goes to the outlandish though of what they decided to create for these Batman toys. Anything will work. Crossfire. This again, another commercial that I feel like did not need to say this, but it was for Mighty Max. Oh, um, yeah. Did you grow up with Mighty Max? I did. Yeah. Yeah, like the boy version of Polly Pocket. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they did this great. It was one, there were different playsets, and this one was specifically, it was called The Hand. And they would go, The Hand. And then all this really cool voice. Mm-hmm. At the end, figures do not move by themselves. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we just watched this kid play with it and move the figure. You know, I was just like, did young David not know what was going on back then? Why did they have to put these disclaimers That's for these hilarious. ads? Mighty Max Hand and Battle Max figures sold separately. Figures do not move by themselves. Are you able to pick what your favorite all-time toy was from your childhood? I know it was ridiculously difficult for me, but I'm very curious to hear what yours is. My... <laughs> I love these toys so much that I stole them. Oh, um, no! <laughs> I have a thief as a co-host. <laughs> I, um, I, and I have a duffel bag full of them. I love wrestling toys. Yeah. And I grew up where they made multiple changes of wrestling toys, but the ones that I first stole. So here was my plan, okay? I, I would take the toy down and put it under those lower shelves where there were box, the box toy versions of things, right? Right, right. And I'd unwrap it behind that. And then just put it in my pocket. Does your mom know this? She does now. She's listening. <laughs> I'm sorry. So The Rock just wants to know. Are you going to arrest the great one? Episode 12, Retro TV Showdown. We could go one way or the other with this. And uh, best TV couple. I would have to say that Kevin Arnold and Winnie Cooper from The Wonder Years... Were, You're going old school. I'm going old school. I'm going old school, like early shows that I watched back in the day. And the weird thing is, is we all know that those two didn't end up together. The final episode of that show, they cleared. Like, yeah, alert. spoiler alert. 30-year-old <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, like, But they didn't end up together. And they were so hot and cold and on and off throughout that whole series. But that show... Especially with the voiceover work of Daniel Stern, um, you know, one of the sticky bandits himself, <laughs> you know, from Home Alone. <laughs> We're the sticky bandits. Real cute. Very cute. Huh? Like he was such a good narrator in that, that I feel like Fred Savage's acting combined with Daniel Stern talking in such a reminiscent way about his first love that was Winnie Cooper. All like right. it was, I think that that, in my opinion, I really think that that's one of the best depictions of a true childhood crush is Wonder Years. But I think about the events of that day again and again, and somehow I know that Winnie does too. Here's where we lose all of our our viewers, Uh our viewers, our listeners. Um, They're both, I guess. Uh, Corey and Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) I... 
I have to admit, like that episode, Ski Trip Girl, Lauren and Corey had really good chemistry. Now, of course, I don't want that to happen in the end. I still will go Corey and Topanga. Mm -hmm. But Corey and Lauren, and everyone's so mad at Lauren, but Corey's the one who said his ankle still hurt and it didn't. It really does sound like I'm picking Corey and Lauren. No, I love <laughs> Corey and Topanga. Of course, they're um, those are actually some of the more um, emotional episodes when they actually would like have their their breakups, which didn't happen very often. But that's when you knew if it did. Like, oh, what is going on? This is this is insane. No, they they can't break up. They're Corey and Topanga. Right. Um, I can just hear Sean saying that. Maybe actually I should have used Corey and Sean. That's <laughs> the best TV couple. You you and me together. That's two proposals in the same day, Sean. <laughs> I'm, I must be the luckiest boy in the world. All right. Speaking of cool, best TV cool guy. When I re when push comes to shove, I really feel like it has to be Uncle Jesse from Full House. He's getting I a mean, lot of love in this episode. Yeah, Uncle Mr. Jesse. Mr. Stamos, I hope you're listening. Yeah, Mr. Stamos, uh, you know, maybe you should have been in my crush category. <laughs> <laughs> but he had such cool hair. He rode a motorcycle. He was in a band. Leather he was jacket. best. Yeah, he was a best friends with the Beach Boys. Like, yeah. he was just, he was so cool. He had like, catchphrases, too. Capiche. He did. Have mercy. Have <laughs> you know, mercy. <laughs> like, yeah. it was... And he, I feel like he connected the most with the girls in that show too. Like he, he was the cool uncle. So to me, like that's why he kind of rose to the top as being the cool guy. Very simple. By saying, Jesse, you're right. You've always been right. And you'll always be right. If Danny Tanner's America's dad, like mm -hmm. we, we, he wasn't maybe our, our top pick. Like the cool guy was Zach Morris. Yeah, he was super cool. The blonde hair, the big phone he would always carry, the way he would talk <laughs> his way out of things. Yeah. He he had like a swagger, but it wasn't really swagger back then. He was just like cool, but he also made it seem kind of relatable. Absolutely. Um, even though he was like, a, he is extremely uh, good looking and charming. He just still made you feel like you're along this ride with him. Yeah. So let's see if this works. Time out. Would you mind talking to him for me, Zach? I'd real time out. I'll be so happy loving you. Time in. Well, sure. Do you think it'll make a difference? Time in. Holy crap! It works. <laughs> <laughs> And that could work for both the visual and audio uh, media. <laughs> that <joke. laughs> I was hoping you'd go with it. Oh, that was, you know, for all the watchers, you know, viewers or listeners, that was an unplanned segment that worked out well. <laughs> that was. And also for anyone, anyway, you're going to get a YouTube of just Eric and Photoshopped Uncle Jesse, like watching, walking on the beach or something. Just be prepared. Oh, um, some sort of he's actually going to put Uncle Jesse's face on mine, I think. That's what he's going to do. And next week it'll be Eric and uh, John Stamos. Uh, so, episode fourteen: Once Upon My Retro Childhood. I think the first one that comes to mind has to be Blockbuster. What are some of your early or first memories of Blockbuster? There's one near you. The blue and yellow and just like the bright lights and it was a busy place. Like sure. it was the intersection of everybody having a good start to their weekend of what movies are out, 
you know, hounding the video store clerk at the front of like, is this movie in the return bin? You want to check? It's like, I already checked. Check again. I'm pretty sure somebody dropped it off. They should have had that on a script. Like how many times was that person asked that same question by that same young Eric, young David, you know, like, yeah. Oh, is this uh, oh, they rolled they were, their eyes. <laughs> seriously. I've never seen 10,000 tapes in one store. There's so much kid stuff. I have this memory of like, you know, the, the case was behind the box. I almost yeah. felt like it was like an Indiana Jones type um, Raiders of the Lost Ark memory of kind of mm-hmm. lifting the, like peeking at the case to see if it was, like, you didn't want to be disappointed, yeah. you know? Yeah. I can get it. I can almost reach it, Dad. I keep a lot of things in my wallet, useless things. And this is what to me also, you had your blockbuster card and it was like laminated. Mm-hmm. Um, it just made you, it was your, your, your VIP pass. And I said, not granted, everyone had one, right. but I just wish I still had mine. Wow, what a blockbuster video. Wow. Was there a movie that young Eric though would re-rent and just over and over? Don't know if I can specifically remember a title, but I do feel like the genre that I would re-rent over and over again was any, any 80s and 90s martial arts movie. Oh, yeah. Like, let's watch a Steven Seagal movie, a Van Damme movie, a Chuck Norris movie. Like, That's uh, the best. Yeah, uh, all of those. Like, just Jackie Chan movie. Like, it yeah. just... For sure, I remember always a martial arts movie would come home from the video store. I think One you of them and I always had same. to be. Yeah, you and I are in the same boat. I'm glad we didn't live in the same town. We'd uh, fight, be fighting over <laughs> at Bullseye. Uh, you rented this one last week. It's my we'll, turn. We'll just be up on the counter at Blockbuster. You're like you're in a crane stance, and <laughs> right. we're just facing off with each other. Yeah, I can see it now. <laughs> As a proud sponsor of Little League Baseball, Pizza Hut welcomes all the kids who make it great. And I think we would get canceled if we did not mention parties or even going to Pizza Hut. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of your your early memories of Pizza Hut that, that you wish were still t- around today? I swear to God, I can smell the smell of opening the Pizza Hut entrance. Like, mm-hmm. and just that's back when it literally was, had the hut seal, the hut roof. Yeah. Like it was such a distinct building. I remember the bricks. I remember the red cups that they would give you. And then the personal pans would come out and they were just like sizzling and just smelled so good. Um, And didn't they have like kind of bar, almost like billiard lamps for what were above the, the, the tables. Like it was just, Oh, I can remember it so vividly. The red glass, the red cup with that grease on it, yeah, you know, yeah. I just, that feeling, oh man. And then there was a salad bar that I never went to, never. Um, but you never. know, bypass that guy had to get the personal pan pizza, had to play the arcade machines. And young David really, really wants to believe that our arcade machine inside it was like a, was that Ninja Turtles based arcade the arcade cabinet of ninja turtles was so cool the oh, fact amazing. that you could have three other friends with you and all play the whole team yeah like that was so cool it was so cool see i hope i wasn't because i was gonna say that like i feel like the, there was four 
joysticks. Yeah. So you could be all of them. Yeah. And it, you like might not be ours. misremembering. That would make sense in a place like Pizza Hut where they had tons of kids parties to make one game have four players. Right. You're getting four times the quarters like it's that. It, it probably made sense in that space. Yeah. It was so awesome. And it was a destination. And I miss destinations. I really I miss too. that. Yeah. That silver sizzling pan, oh, uh, so you, you got to wait before you grab it, you burn your fingers off, then you go in and eat, and then your mom goes, hey, do you want a napkin? No, I've got this red cup here, <laughs> yeah. you know, and the condensation from the cup and the grease and just everything. I don't even know? know how you could get a grip on one of those uh, Ninja Turtle <laughs> joysticks. <laughs> like, those things are just laminated <laughs> in grease. Uh, yeah, it, um, it, and another thing too, it's such an 80s and 90s thing, to bring out straight literally 15 seconds prior was in an oven at 500 degrees (laughs) and you're putting this cast iron pan in front of like a (laughs) seven-year-old like (laughs) expecting them to be patient like yeah i'm surprised that i still have like fingerprints (laughs) like you would think i would have seared them off at pizza hut your entire image is crafted to leave no lasting memory with anyone you encounter I think it was if you read so many books, you yes. got a free pizza. Yeah, it was like a pizza. scholastic. It was a scholastic book fit. Yeah, I mean, and I blame, <laughs> I blame Pizza Hut for me loving pizza and having a, an adult weight problem. <laughs> it's because <laughs> you programmed in my brain that it's just like, oh, do these good things, get a pizza. Do these good things, get a pizza. <laughs> They're so, doing the Lord's work, man. <laughs> They're encouraging us to read, and you get a pizza. <laughs> One personal pan pizza at a time. I'm changing the world, yeah. Clogging, just, I, clogging one artery at a time. <laughs> Adult David would just go there with a stack of books. Oh yeah, and just read. Done. Yeah. Pizza. <laughs> Episode fifteen: Star Wars Rewind. So in my notes, I just have Jar Jar, Jar Jar, Jar Jar, and that he's the best character. No, uh, I episode do. Episode over. <laughs> we lost the, even my mom on that. We have one. a two-minute uh, episode, the shortest one yet. <laughs> he's embarrassing. To you as a kid, what were the best Star Wars characters to you? Like who really connected with you? Okay, I'm going to throw a Twilight reference in here. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, no. I know. Team Edward or, or Team Jacob. <laughs> you're either you're either Team Han or you're Team uh, Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. right? Kid, I was growing up definitely related more to Luke. Kind of mm-hmm. more, I don't know, I would say like square, followed the rules, you yeah. know, wasn't a rebellious, you know, gunslinger type character. So, you know, when I think of best characters or like coolest characters that resonated with me, I mean, I was in the... Luke Skywalker camp until I found out he was like oh, making out with his sister uh, <laughs> like it was a Game of Thrones episode but um, you know she's your sister dude she's gotta be and you made out with her man what's wrong with you you pervert here's what's funny is literally in my notes the first bullet under uh, best characters is Han Solo oh. and that like I Han Solo without a doubt is my favorite hero and I just I connected with him more, I think because I had already been introduced to the Indiana Jones films. Okay. Okay. So I knew who Harrison Ford was. Like, I didn't know who Mark Hamill was like that. Oh, sure. So I was coming into it as, oh, the the star of this movie is is Indiana Jones, is Harrison Ford. (laughs) Yeah. Han Solo was my, was my jam. Like I, I loved his sarcasm. I loved his, like, he was just cool to me. He just embodied coolness. You have chosen wisely. I, I also have 
an honorable mention for Yoda. I, I thought Yoda was super fun when I was a kid. I connected with the the Muppets like a lot when I was okay. a kid. So the fact that he was made, I found out later that he's made by Jim Henson. I realized why I was connected to him. Um, like, he, you know, he has Kermit lineage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I did not think Yoda was cool as a kid. He was just mm-hmm. this old crotchety puppet guy thing. And I, I didn't care. He was, he was, you know... I don't know. But sorry, Mr. Henson. Jesus. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mr. Yoda as well. Um, but Attack of the Clones Yoda, I was like, oh, okay. Cool factor. For I'm sure. the complete opposite. I hated Yoda in the prequels. I'm like, this isn't Yoda. Like, why is he flipping around? He's full CGI. I'm like, where'd my puppet go? I want my puppet back. That no, actually I, wasn't a puppet. That was Ray Park. <laughs> you know, butterfly twists and flips and corkscrews. You know, that'd be fun. What was your favorite of the original trilogy? And then what was your favorite film of the of the prequels? I loved Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It, and I loved what Luke looked like and I loved the lightsaber and I loved the beginning. Luke is like strolls in. You will do this. You yeah. will do you know, he's using Jedi mind tricks left and right. Job is not falling for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Luke is like getting all this these great action scenes right from the get-go. And then you've got at the end there between father and son mm-hmm. with the Emperor just looking on and all that. Like Return of the Jedi to Young David was the my favorite growing up. Yeah. What about you? It's not because of Slave Leia. Be honest. (laughs) (laughs) So they're talking about, you're sitting there just like glossing over the fact you're like, oh, when I watched, uh, you know, Luke interact with Jabba, it's like, who else was in the scene, David? You know who was there. (laughs) I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. (laughs) Laugh it up, fuzzball. As an adult, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite Star Wars movie. And Anakin Skywalker in Revenge of the Sith is the coolest and my most favorite character. He can do no wrong. I don't care what anyone says. He lost his mother. And that's all I want to say about that. And the Jedi created Darth Vader. Anakin was just trying to... He lost his mother and now he's about to lose the love of his life. He's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Oh, you're referencing Bret Hart in this? (laughs) Don't you drag that legend into this rant. How dare you? (laughs) I saved it to the end. That way, if anyone wants to turn it off now, well, there. You you had to wait. (laughs) I had a hard time remaining silent during that entire rant. My God. Goodness. That I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. I will fall on my lightsaber with Anakin, Revenge of the Sith version, the best character in the Star Wars universe, then, now, forever. <laughs> two, two wrestling references. <laughs> Don't ruin two things for me. <laughs> uh, well, I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Um, but may the I force f- me with <laughs> And uh, I'll wrap it up by saying, may the force never be <laughs> with Aiden Christensen unless he redeems himself in the new Obi-Wan series. <laughs> no! <laughs> Episode 25, Join the Flashback, featuring David's mom. I can't remember his name, the guy in Star Wars that we, I agreed with you, he was whiny. Oh, Hayden Christensen? Yeah, he's whining. Oh, I can't wait for David to hear this.
<laughs> I told him, he was just like, oh, I'm not going to be able to hear it without the headphones. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you agree that, yeah, he, he was very whiny. You thunder against me. You have done that yourself. So uh, with you listening to the podcast each week, how, does it, how did it make you feel to find out that your son is a thief of wrestling figures? Oh, my God. I was so mad. What's that? I was so mad. With what? That you're a thief. <laughs> I text him and I said, stop saying that. On, on, everybody can hear that you're a thief. I'm so embarrassed. Episode 27. Retro video game extravaganza. I think it was 95 when the Sega Genesis came out. So I was 10. And okay. I, so as I feel like when you get like 10, 11, 12, you don't want to feel like a little kid anymore. Like you're, you feel like you feel very different. Like, you know, sure. I'm, I'm, in, I'm heading into I'm middle double school. digits. Yeah, I'm yeah. double digits. You know, I'm important. Um, just the way they advertise Sega as yeah. opposed to how they advertise Nintendo I was like, oh, Nintendo's for babies. You know, this is a baby's toy. It's a baby's toy. <laughs> um, That's like a baby's toy. Sega Genesis introduced me to Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, and uh, I feel like it was one of those things that my parents saw the game and just assumed, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we're in martial arts. You know, he likes martial arts. Let him, let him play the martial arts game. <laughs> um, and I think once they started seeing me unlocking cheat codes for, like, ripping out somebody's spine and, like, you know, crazy stuff, uh, it's just like, oh, wait, this isn't just, like, a fighting game. Blood dripping um, from the ceiling of the spikes and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. so many yeah. different things. But uh, who was your favorite fighter? I would Kombat? have to say that I feel like I... Uh, went between Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Uh, oh, I, okay. I was a ninja kid. I was basic. I was Liu Kang, for sure. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, he, love Liu Bruce Kang. Lee. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then I was Raiden, because Raiden always looked so sick when he'd put his arms up in the air. And, yeah. You know, yeah, and he kind of teleported around the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a ton of college memories centered around the PlayStation 2. Okay. I remember, did you ever play 007 Nightfire? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That also had the four screen that you could do. My friend Brandon and Brian and I, we would skip class and he would just like in the middle of the game, he, if he got killed or something, like he would go down to the kitchen and he'd fire up some like leftover meatloaf that his no. mom made, and we'd be sitting there just like eating meatloaf, playing 007 Nightfire, skipping. Yes, class. like it was good old days, man. <laughs> you, I love. Okay, so I love that it's not pizza rolls. No, I love meatloaf. that it's not bagel bites. <laughs> <laughs> it's meatloaf. I love that. You know what? I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? Yes. I knew you'd go. Hey, mom. The meatloaf! Okay, so I don't know if I made fun of you with the meatloaf or not, but you can make, <laughs> make fun of me now. <laughs> we would get pints of Ben and Jerry's, mm. and we'd go to like a Blockbuster or something, and we'd rent games we liked, or we'd already he'd bring a game over and I had a game. Yeah. I was playing on the PS3, and he was playing on his Xbox. We'd get pints of Ben and Jerry's, Cherry Garcia, mm. and then Walmart would sell party-sized things of croissants <laughs> so random think of that black plastic and then a, a clear yeah, casing right. right that popped up to store all that we'd buy that and that's what we oh and, and one pound bag of peanut m&ms 
I'm on board for the peanut M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> but a party pack size of croissants. Dude, we lived off those croissants. <laughs> oh. You really are crazy. I'm hungry. Episode 30, Back to School Special. I never grew my hair out, but I did the perfectly seamless reflected part that was just like it, you could put a mirror between it and it was like it was identical uh it was ridiculous it was absolutely ridiculous and they were perfectly like the mcdonald's golden arches with la looks hair gel locked in it for the full school day <laughs> like, i was just, just about to ask if you used la looks yeah i and, can uh, i can still smell it i think yes. all the chemical the carcinogens are still in my nose <laughs> oh, i can just man. smell it <laughs> that like you don't even need coffee just wake up pop that <laughs> bottle and smell that you'd be like yeah gel hairspray and mousse it takes strength to look this good when i smell a fresh breakfast in the morning when i smell bacon when i smell pancakes when i like I think that that calls back to the era of the 90s of elementary school, uh, yeah. of getting ready for school. And, and that grandma was making the bacon and eggs or my mom was making the bacon and eggs. So maybe I should just maybe I should reinstitute firing up some Saved by the Bell, you know, and a bowl full of corn pops. Got to have the pops. Got to have know? the pops. Just put that music on. Uh, wake up and I'm like, I yeah, that, that's another thing. A, a whiff of L.A. Uh, hair gel and that Saved by the Bell song in the background. Do you probably run a marathon after that's that? True. Just, just that's ready true. to go. Good morning, Vietnam. So were you more of a toaster strudel family than like a Pop-Tart family? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. That's a, okay. That's a good question. I, I do remember a, a, um, a, a big shift. Like we were Pop-Tarts for sure. My mom would do like a strawberry with, that was the white frost. Maybe that was cherry. Cherry had the white frosting with mm -hmm. the rainbow type little speckles. Yeah. And um, she'd throw a little butter on there. Oh, butter. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Man, I knew I loved your mom. <laughs> yeah. And as I'm hearing this, like, I don't know if it was excitement, if it was like, oh, butter, you know, like, I was just like, uh, my face went like, uh, yeah, I like want one right now. It's, one of the, it's those, those self-realizations. You're like, oh, that's why I have a little bit of a weight <laughs> problem. Weight <laughs> problem. <laughs> it's the butter on those cherry pops. <laughs> Thanks a lot, mom. And my mom's going to be like, you put the butter on yourself. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You have done that yourself. Episode 32, Retro Desert Island, action-adventure movies. The first one for me would be The Rock. <laughs> With Nick Cage and oh. Sean Connery. And this, you know, this is pre-Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. I even had to look this up. This is five months before The Rock became The Rock. <laughs> before he even <laughs> debuted. Because nowadays, you can't even make a movie called The Rock without paying Mr. Johnson some money, right. I bet. He'd have to be in it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He'd have to star in it. Yeah. That you have the idea of an FBI bomb squad agent who there's VX poison gas on this island that Ed Harris has held, you know, Alcatraz, <laughs> you know, that, and that they have to find the one guy that escaped and that guy is Sean Connery. My goodness, like that is so freaking cool. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you searched like on Amazon or Apple TV just to rent The Rock. It would probably give you The Rock's the movies. Rock. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's definitely worth it's worth a watch. Um, so I highly recommend it for people who haven't seen it. Okay. All so right. what, I'm curious. I'm curious to see which lane you go down because I feel like 
<laughs> it'll i feel like it sets the tone for the remaining th- you know the remaining two after it for people who have been listening i dress like this person i want it to be this person and yes this is arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> and it's got action in the name last uh, action hero mm-hmm. it's just something that when we did this right away i was like oh that was my Arnold Schwarzenegger movie yeah. that for me, I would watch on a desert island over and over again. Nothing against the gold standard of Terminator 2, yeah. but last action here, like you described The Rock, it has everything. Yeah. Action, humor, fun, wit, intensity, some scariness, you the know, w- like... Whimsical. Like whimsical. being pulled into a movie. It is impossible. What's not possible? He's fantastic. This is his best performance ever. I'm glad that Arnold has uh, has, has made the list. I think that that should uh, calm down some people who are angry at <laughs> starting off with the rock. I'm on the island. Uh, oh, man, alive. You can edit that out. <laughs> Sorry, Arnold. <laughs> I am the hero. So shut up. My second one is also, I feel like, a tangent. But it, oh it, it came out in 1998. I was 13 years old. And I remember seeing this at the d- local drive-in movie theater in the middle of summer. This movie uh, was Armageddon. I mean, you have John McClane on a spaceship and you're sending him to drill into an asteroid and put a, a, a an explosive like it, like you couldn't ask for a, a greater sequel to Die Hard than Armageddon, I feel like. Um, I just loved it. I loved it so much. And similar to The Rock, it was I feel like every single time now for the rest of this episode, when I refer to The Rock, it just sounds confusing. You just think I I'm know. talking about Jane, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> um, it's an all encompassing, entertaining movie. That I loved as a kid, and I would, I'd watch it on a desert island uh, forever. I really would. It's a great movie. How the hell do you know that? Because I'm a genius. Talk about a even young, young David, adult David, whatever. That twist at the end with the replacement Seriously, of characters. You can't see it on the the camera, but it gives. Uh, just even talking about it gives me chills. It's it's yeah. this phenomenal scene. And he's like Harry, Harry, yeah. like, and, and then he's he says, "I love you." Window. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, we tell our we tell ourselves we're not going to cry in these episodes. I think we start <laughs> crying before we even hit record. But when we rented Armageddon, no. we cried at the end of it. Episode thirty four, Little Mermaid, Unvaulted. Eric, before this recording, and he even wrote it into our podcasting contract that I never read. <laughs> if we ever did the Little Mermaid, I am obligated to ca- call him prince eric to this whole episode that's why we're doing this i see it now so he's very handsome isn't he i don't know he looks kind of hairy and slobbery to me <laughs> not that one because this was when disney was putting their movies in that like pillowcase yeah. what do they call that clamshell style yeah case, the, you know? yeah like the jewel case that was like padded and white and yeah. oversized it didn't fit in the shelves yeah oh no, you had to get custom disney, disney making that money again well they yeah. got to make it look like it came from the disney vault it has to be fancy looking <laughs> so before they go back into the disney vault for years to come hurry this was the first time and maybe one of the only times where Eric and I, we've talked about an episode of what we're going to do and what we're going to talk about where I was watching that movie with my yeah. daughter. Yeah. Like I was like, should we do a little mermaid? You know, the live action, the trailers out this and that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Harper and I are watching it right now. Um, and I yeah, don't know if that will ever timing. happen again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're watching The Crow right now. (laughs) (laughs) What a coincidence. 
Tell them Eric Draven sends his regards. It's been really cool seeing her watch it, and she she starts she's um she'll start uh, her song flipping your fans, you know, and she she knows way more lyrics than I do, and it's just been it's just really fun to hear her sing something from 1989, yeah, and here now. As bygone geeks, we get to do a podcast on it in 2022. Yeah, and she's as a almost three year old singing that song. So yeah. now, as you talked about, our you know girls doing this podcast 30 years from now, uh-huh. it will happen. Yeah, because she's making that memory just like we made 30 years ago. Yes, that's yeah. just wild to me. <laughs> Yay, that was great. Beautiful, Harper. Didn't cry this whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now I do. Oh my goodness, that is so adorable. My goodness. Thanks for being part of the first 50 episodes of Bygone Geek. Until the next time you see us or hear us, be sure to live your life with just a little bit of whimsy.